Section 14. The Art of Worldly Wisdom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Sonrisa, Survision.org. The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Baltasar Gracian. Section 14. 111. Have friends. Tis a second existence. Every friend is good and wise for his friend. Among them all, everything turns to good. Every one is as others wish him, that they may wish him well. He must win their hearts and so their tongues. There is no magic like a good turn, and the way to gain friendly feelings is to do friendly acts. The most and best of us depend on others. We have to live either among friends or among enemies. Seek someone every day to be a well-wisher, if not a friend. By and by, after trial, some of these will become intimate. 112. Gain Goodwill For thus the first and highest cause foresees and furthers the greatest objects. By gaining their goodwill you gain men's good opinion. Some trust so much to merit that they neglect grace. But wise men know that service road without a lift from favor is a long way indeed. Goodwill facilitates and supplies everything. It supposes gifts or even supplies them, as courage, zeal, knowledge, or even discretion, whereas defects it will not see because it does not search for them. It arises from some common interest, either material, as disposition, nationality, relationship, fatherland, office, or formal, which is a higher kind of communion, incapacity, obligation, reputation, or merit. The whole difficulty is to gain goodwill. To keep it is easy. It has, however, to be sought for, and when found, to be utilized. 113. In prosperity, prepare for adversity. It is both wiser and easier to collect winter stores in summer. In prosperity favors are cheap, and friends are many. Tis well, therefore, to keep them for more unlucky days, for adversity costs dear and has no helpers. Retain a store of friendly and obliged persons. The day may come when their price will go up. Low minds never have friends. In luck they will not recognize them, in misfortune, they will not be recognized by them. 14. Never compete. Every competition damages the credit. Our rivals seize occasion to obscure us so as to outshine us. Few wage honorable war. Rivalry discloses faults which courtesy would hide. Many have lived in good repute while they had no rivals. The heat of conflict gives life, or even new life, to dead scandals, and digs up long-buried skeletons. Competition begins with the belittling, and seeks aid wherever it can, not only where it ought. And when the weapons of abuse do not affect their purpose, as often or mostly happens, our opponents use them for revenge, and use them at least for beating away the dust of oblivion from anything to our discredit. Men of goodwill are always at peace, Men of good repute and dignity are men of goodwill. 15. Get used to the failings of your familiars. 
as you do to ugly faces. It is indispensable if they depend on us or we on them. There are wretched characters with whom one cannot live, yet not without them. Therefore, clever folks get used to them as to ugly faces, so that they are not obliged to do so suddenly under the pressure of necessity. At first, they arouse disgust, but gradually they lose this influence, and reflection provides for disgust or puts up with it. 16. Only act with honorable men. You can trust them, and they you. Their honor is the best surety of their behavior, even in misunderstandings, for they always act having regard to what they are. Hence, tis better to have a dispute with honorable people than to have a victory over dishonorable ones. You cannot treat with the ruined, for they have no hostages for rectitude. With them there is no true friendship, and their agreements are not binding, however stringent they may appear, because they have no feeling of honor. Never have to do with such men, for if honor does not restrain a man, virtue will not, since honor is the throne of rectitude. 17. Never talk of yourself. You must either praise yourself, which is vain, or blame yourself, which is little-minded. It ill beseems him that speaks, and ill pleases him that hears. And if you should avoid this in ordinary conversation, how much more in official matters, and above all in public speaking, where every appearance of unwisdom really is unwise. The same want of tact lies in speaking of a man in his presence, owing to the danger of going to one of two extremes, flattery or censure. 18. Acquire the reputation of courtesy, for it is enough to make you liked. Politeness is the main ingredient of culture, a kind of witchery that wins the regard of all as surely as discourtesy gains their disfavor and opposition. If this latter springs from pride, it is abominable, and if from bad breeding, it is despicable. Better too much courtesy than too little, provided it be not the same for all, which degenerates into injustice. Between opponents, it is especially due as a proof of valor. It costs little and helps much. Everyone is honored who gives honor. Politeness and honor have this advantage, that they remain with him who displays them to others. 19. Avoid becoming disliked. There is no occasion to seek dislike. It comes without seeking quickly enough. There are many who hate of their own accord without knowing the why or the how. Their ill will outruns our readiness to please. Their ill nature is more prone to do others harm than their cupidity is eager to gain advantage for themselves. Some manage to be on bad terms with all because they always either produce or experience vexation of spirit. Once hate has taken root, it is, like bad repute, difficult to eradicate. Wise men are feared, the malevolent are abhorred, the arrogant are regarded with disdain, buffoons with contempt, eccentrics with neglect. Therefore, pay respect that you may be respected, and know that to be esteemed you must show esteem. 120. Live practically. Even knowledge has to be in the fashion 
and where it is not, it is wise to affect ignorance. Thought and taste change with the times. Do not be old-fashioned in your ways of thinking, and let your taste be in the modern style. In everything, the taste of the many carries the votes. For the time being, one must follow it in the hope of leading it to higher things. In the adornment of the body as of the mind, adapt yourself to the present, even though the past appear better. But this rule does not apply to kindness, for goodness is for all time. It is neglected nowadays and seems out of date. Truth speaking, keeping your word, and so too good people seem to come from the good old times. Yet they are liked for all that, but in such a way that even when they all exist, they are not in the fashion and are not imitated. What a misfortune for our age that it regards virtue as a stranger and vice as a matter of course. If you are wise, live as you can. If you cannot, live as you would. Think more highly of what fate has given you than of what it has denied. End of section 14